0: What's your favorite scary movie? Be afraid Be very afraid You're going to need a bigger boat Here's Johnny The power of Christ compels you The power of Christ compels you Whatever you do,
1: don't fall asleep Welcome to Talking Horror with Jamie and Nikisha
0: I'm Jamie and I'm Nikisha and this is Talking Horror with Jamie and Nikisha where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome everyone. (laughs) And so this week we are starting our series I would say a series of sorts of Robert Edgar's movies and we are starting off with the 2015 period supernatural horror film The Witch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my witch sound. I think Jamie and I were on the same page there. <laughs> yes. Scratch Thomas, take children outside.
2: What does this me? What does this? His mouth is sealed up. Oh, God. William. William
0: mm. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> Children away from this. Thomas out.
1: <laughs>
0: so, of course, this movie is written and directed by Robert Edgars in his featured directorial debut, which I did not know that. It stars Anya Taylor-Joy and this is her first film. And wow, just what an actress she has become from this. Uh, loved her in Queen's Gambit. She's just a phenomenal actress. So this is really awesome that this is where she got her start. The movie also stars Ralph Ineson, Kate Dickey, Harvey Scrimshaw, Ellie Granger. I just have to say it that way because Granger. Uh, <laughs> and Lucas Dawson. So obviously, heavy spoilers ahead. We will be talking about everything Vivi Itch. Uh, and are there any trigger warnings? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was watch- I was literally watching v- the, Brian, the gears in Brian's head turn and then <laughs> he just got so happy.
0: Vivi itch.
2: It sounds like you're going to say va-va-boom, v- but you go the, <laughs> va, va, witch, v- the va The va itch <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, fantastic. Uh, Jamie, any trigger warnings that we should be aware of as we dive into this movie? yeah um
1: there is, there are there's violent imagery um there is infanticide um there is nudity uh there are you know satanic images and references witchcraft mm-hmm. this is a very uh movie <laughs> very very witchy vibes um yes. <laughs> so if and there's also like a lot of like heavy religious overtones pure than all that jazz. Um, so if any of that is unsettling, oh, and I think also there's an image of, uh, there's many images actually of animals, um,
0: Mm, being
1: slaughtered. mm -hmm. So, um, all of the above, if that is not for you, you can, you can pass on this one. There's plenty more A24 wildness out there for you. (laughs)
0: Yes, or bewitching behaviors for mm-hmm, you to mm-hmm. enjoy that is not this particular movie. So, with that said, we need to get into what this movie is even about. I mean, of course is a witch, but is she a good witch or an <laughs> evil witch? Are
2: you a good witch or a bad witch? Will we ever know?
0: Mm. Jamie is going to be the one to tell us in our wow. two-minute plot summary.
1: What a, what a hard one to, to- <laughs> to do even though we just
0: watched it okay watch the plot (laughs) uh yeah i watched it today as well and we will get into all the discussion
2: (laughs) i have the timer up you have two minutes to explain the plot of the viva itch you got this and go
1: Okay, so the movie starts in 1630s New England. A family is being banished from this Puritan colony over religious stuff. Um, So they do their own thing. One day, uh, the main oldest daughter, Thomason, is playing with her infant uh, brother, and the baby disappears. A witch took the baby, slaughters it, and and uses it, rubs the blood all over her body and dances around or whatever. Um, uh, The mom is, like, so overwhelmed. She's crying all the time. Uh, the father and the oldest son go out hunting because like they don't have enough food and stuff because they left the the colony. Um, we, he reveals that he took the, the wife's prized cup and sold it for money. Um, and then there's just a lot of uh, people not really talking directly to each other. Um, there's a, there's a lot, there's a rabbit in the woods. They, they chase after it Um then uh, the dog is disemboweled. Then one minute, uh... <laughs> God. Um... Another time uh Thomason and her brother go into the woods and she gets knocked out and he runs into this sexy lady, but it's the witch. Um, then everyone tries to find him. Uh, then he comes back and he's like in a in a tizzy. Um, the the little two little twins are really awful mm-hmm. and just being annoying and they're terrible, and they're like, ah, black fellow, pee hee, and and playing around, but they're playing around to accuse Thomason of being a witch. Um, the oldest son dies. Um, everyone's dying, uh, Thomason gets locked in, in a thing, um, and everything dies. And then her dad dies and then her mom is accusing her of doing this. And then she defends herself. The mom dies. Uh, I forget what happens to the twins. Um, and then black Philip is actually talking to her and then she decides that she wants to sign her book, her name in the book and becomes a witch.
2: Yes. <laughs> and yeah, that's it right on time.
0: You got it, great job Yabby. Snaps for Jamie And that's the plot
2: <laughs> v V-v- itch v
0: uh, Yes, so It was a lot and nothing All at the same time <laughs> So let's start <laughs> off With Likes And Gripes And now Our Likes And Gripes and I'm going to ask Brian to go first. I would love your oh. likes and gripes on this particular A24 movie. Oh, wow. I'm so honored, Nikisha.
2: I never <laughs> go first. Um, I This is my second time seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it the first time. I loved it this time. Um, mm. This time was so much better than the first time. Um, for many reasons. I think knowing the quote plot of this movie enhances the viewing. Uh, there were a lot of things that I noticed this time about the filmmaking as well as the storytelling. And th- this is going to sound stupid. But the first time you watch this movie, you're figuring out what's happening. The plot. The second time mm-hmm. you're watching the movie, you're trying to figure out what's happening. Everything else. And I enjoy that type of a watch a little bit more. Um You know, like, I think something that the movie does really well is, first of all, tone. It just keeps building tension. It's super creepy. Even though you see the witch right up front, They the movie is not about, is there actually a witch in the woods? Like, the baby gets Mm -hmm. taken, and then, like, we see the witch, like, bathing in the baby's blood to, like, make herself young and fly. Like, like... Mm. we know that there is a witch out there because no family members are with the witch just, you know, in terms of like living family members, I'll say. So therefore it's not like we're getting a false narrative. We are, we are actually seeing the witch because it's not through the eyes of anybody else. It's not Thomason and we're not questioning if she's crazy or not. Like we know there's a witch out there. So the rest of the movie is kind of like, what is the witch? What is not? Is somebody working with the witch? Like, like how is this affecting really? the family and i that's a very that's a very interesting thing to watch as opposed to like will they won't they like is it a witch is it not a witch um i really enjoyed that and then you get a little you know then i think halfway through you're questioning like are the twins in on it like is the goat actually like talking to them like and then obviously all that is revealed at the end um, also, the twins are my least favorite character. and almost the, the twins rival the awful boyfriends in the Paranormal Activity movies um, as my Ooh, least favorite character. That's a hot take. A hot take. I hate those okay. twins. Um, I have many que- – <laughs> we'll get into this. I have a lot of questions yeah. for the two of you in terms of like what you just thought um, yeah. like about things because yeah. I have a theory um, and I read online that some other people have this theory as well. Um, so I want to mm. explore that theory with you after I hear what yours is. But I think this movie is well-acted. It's gorgeous. You have to watch it with subtitles. Um, yes. Which is super helpful. I think that it mm-hmm. is absolutely a triumph of a movie. Um, I I, But I totally, 100% understand why people, A, do not like this movie, find it boring, can't get into it. I get that 100%. I would never, like, get r- – angry of someone not liking this movie because I get it. I just happen to really like this movie um, and I'm super pumped uh, to talk about it with you two. Um, I have... I I don't know if I have any gripes aside from like, Mm. I just have a hard time figuring it out, but it's a puzzle to me. So that's not necessarily a gripe, it's a challenge. Um,
0: And you like puzzles. I I
2: love puzzles. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's...
0: uh, I'll, I'll stop there.
2: Maybe I'll come up with some gripes as we talk through it. Um, I think I would have liked again context I think I would have liked a little bit more context as to why they got kicked out um, mm. because I think that would inform a little bit of the dad's perspective of things but I have a notes about that um, he, they say he gets kicked out for uh, um, uh, 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 I wrote it down I'll be fine with my notes but I'll let someone else go sorry I'll stop
0: there Okay. Yeah. Jamie, I would love to hear uh, your opinion. And I'm wanting to hear you guys' opinion first before I say my own, because this is one of those movies where I would love to talk through it because there were some things that I might've just missed. Sure. So Mm. Jamie, could you share your likes and gripes of this movie, please?
1: Yeah. So I will admit that upon first viewing I did not get very far into this movie and I Mm -hmm. gave up. Um, So this time is like my third, but like really my, my second or like (laughs) 2.3. Um, because I, I got to the part where the witch had the baby and then cut to like her rubbing juices all over her body and then like kind of, floating towards the moon and i just paused it and i was like i i have no idea what's going on and like i at this point i do not yes. care to know um <laughs> and you know i i i am also i recognize that i'm the kind of person that like needs to be in the right mood to watch certain mm-hmm. things and like like to to have to for the tone of the movie to like match where i'm at mentally and like i just don't think i was like ready to start this movie at that time. And so I gave it another shot and I got through it and <clears throat> I definitely thought it was interesting and then but as other people will call me out for they will say that when I say I call when I call something interesting I'm using that <laughs> negatively and no, I'm not saying it, you know, to be negative. I'm just saying like I didn't really know what the opinion to form of it at, at upon finishing it. This time around, having already seen it and like knowing what happens, I feel like I also had way more of an appreciation for it because like I wasn't painstakingly trying to like keep up with the plot. Like I know what the general plot is. Now I'm like trying to focus more on what are they trying to say? Like what are the things that I missed the first time around? Again, yes, double subtitles. Like that's, it's so important because like just the, the, way that they are communicating, like, it's really Mm -hmm. hard to follow. And so I, I felt like I didn't have to put so much more effort into like trying to understand what they were saying because I could read it. Um, and because I knew what the plot was. Um, so all of that being said, um, I mean, like, as I'm sure we will definitely get into other A24 movies as we already have with, um, Midsommar and Hereditary, Mm -hmm. like the, the, way in which you know they're able to convey this like tension and like the frustration around you know she Thomason's not lying like she she's telling the truth and then you have these twins who are who are like undermining her but the the mom is already you know racked with guilt that she's not able to really see reality at mm-hmm. that point um, and so, like, she's willing to believe anything, um, including the fact that, like, her oldest might be belonging to witchcraft. Um, so i i like the i like the tension building. It's really frustrating, but like, still very engaging to see, like, at what point, w- like, will they believe right. her? And and like, they don't, and they, like, it leads to their demise, and and that's really interesting. Um, and then ultimately, like that in turn leads her to joining it at the end. So it's, like, all of this effort into trying to, like, prove herself and, and you know, like, uh, what is the word, vindicate yeah. herself um, and show that, like, she really isn't a witch. Like, she just ends up signing her name in, I guess, Satan's book is, is who... Satan you, yeah, Satan's presume. guest book. Um, I just think... <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: just... Just staying in
0: the the hotel. 6-6-6. Oh shit! Uh, that's an escape room right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh yeah. That's. But, it's yeah. it's interesting because I also am watching this for the second time, and I just remember watching it the first time around, I want to say it had to have been maybe just a year after it was released. I was still in college. I know that when, and this movie came out in 2015, uh, when I watched it. And I remember the first time thinking, I guess like most people, what is happening? I'm just trying to follow what's happening. And even watching it this second time, there were only certain parts that I remembered and there were some parts where I was questioning, did I really watch this movie?
2: Sure. (laughs) Well, you, the first time you watched The Witch, this time you watched V-V-Itch.
0: Yes, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's a whole different, a whole different concept. Agreed, agreed. (laughs) And yeah, I don't, I, I really put in my notes, I don't know what it is about this movie and i hate that i cannot articulate exactly what my gripe is with this movie but it just was Mm. something even watching it the second time that i could not get into things that i will say that i liked and i appreciated the acting i will echo you brian in that respect and the cinematography was beautiful and I love the idea, you know, I love a little Salem witch trial moment. That is my jam and I'm mm. interested in stuff like that. <laughs> and like we've dis- discussed in the past, you know, Jacob Ladder stuff, kind of army movies aren't my thing. I think Jamie kind of echoed that same sentiment. But this movie I was ready to be into, you know, I was sure. here for what it was about. Maybe it was because it, it's kind of a slow burn in a way, but not because like you said, Brian, you do see the witch. There isn't a question of, is she a witch? Is she not? We know that it's out there. And so now it's just a matter of a family dynamic, but I don't know. I guess we should just kind of talk through the family dynamic in, in that regard, because for me, there was just something that was missing. What is this movie trying to say? What, you know, and I guess I could look at other people's opinions and pieces on it but I guess I would just like you guys opinions on what do you think this movie is trying to say before we get into more of the human behavior aspect of it because that is something to be discussed and we'll get into kind of you know mob mentality of accusations with witches and and uh how we kind of uh how how our beliefs and our families kind of affect our mentality and what we will choose to believe and then what, you know, Thomason ultimately decided that she was going to go away from that belief completely because she also just didn't have anybody left to answer to so she could do whatever the hell she wanted and she had that freedom um, to not be under the thumb of her family. But I guess my initial question before we get into all of the human behavior stuff is what do you think this movie is trying to say? What is this movie about? Because it's not just another who's the witch type situation, if that makes sense. Opinions, thoughts.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Jamie, what do you think?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I mean, again, I think this is one of those movies where, like, it takes me a while, kind of similar to what you were saying, Nikisha, of, like, it takes me a while to digest, and I think I need to, like, do research to pull what meaning other people have kind of taken away from it and, like, kind of see, like, does this land with me or, like, is this not what I picked up on at all and, like, this feels like a stretch and it's just <clears> not – this doesn't feel like what they were trying to do. Um, so, like, outside of, like, witchiness, I mean – yeah. I think there's a lot of references to sin and yeah. I mean, even Thomas sin. Oh, okay. Um, Cause like, you know, trying to get as uh in your face with it right. as possible. Um, I think with, um, like, okay. So we have the oldest son, Caleb, mm-hmm. I think is his name. Um, who like a few times is we see him kind of like eyeing his sister in like a sexualizing yeah. way um and so i think they're like alluding to lust because again that's like how he dies essentially like he gets caught by the witch but like
0: the sexy right.
1: young version mm-hmm. of the witch and and like that's how he gets duped um and so his his lust is what got him um And then I mean lying is prob is lying what okay, wait. Now I think I need like a class in what all the sins are.
0: (laughs) I mean it's it's such an open-ended question because you have like the seven deadly sins, but then you just have what is considered a sin in I mean you have the Ten Commandments and then you have things that are outside of the Ten Commandments that are just considered a sin. So it's a wide variety of things. So, I mean, you can absolutely so, say lying is a sin, and that's in the bracket. So
2: the seven deadly sins are pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Um, yeah. Hmm. I, I read that. I did not pull that off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> if I mean, so that can be in there. I mean, he the The lying of the father. I mean, they're trying to b- kind of get more money, but it's also at the expense of you know the family dynamic. But anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess is that also like pride? Like, uh, oh know, yeah, not mm-hmm. willing to share that they actually do need help um, because yeah. they and also like the pride that got them to the situation that they're in in the first place, like this conflict between them and their beliefs versus like the Puritan colony and him not willing to back down. And that essentially Mm -hmm. led them to be banished. Um, And then Thomason also, I think, alludes to like uh, not doing all of her chores. And like, it was like soon after the youngest son disappears and is killed she's like she's by herself and she's like oh god like i want to repent like i i don't always do my chores on time and like all these other things that she says. she has like a, this short piece where she's like praying and so i guess yeah. maybe that's like uh like sloth in a way of yeah of her like her at least like her, her feeling this degree of responsibility and guilt over what happened and like maybe kind of believing that that might be the reason why
0: yeah or just not kind of obeying her parents in a timely manner in general mm-hmm. could be kind of a thing. Yeah. It is interesting because, it, and I think you mentioned this, Jamie, how kind of forward it is about belief the, in, the, in your faith and, and that kind of thing. And really kind of how toxic it can be um, because to think <laughs> for Thomason to think that her, being lazy with her chores is something that could condemn her to hell is something that is so kind of outside of, of the box, but that's something that, that kind of drove all of their lives. And so it's interesting, I guess, to also just see the juxtaposition of her giving up all of that Mm. Uh to say, okay, I'm just going to join these witches because what I was doing before wasn't helping me in a sense.
1: I think that she stuck – I I think that she sticks to her guns, and by guns I mean like her belief system as far as it will take her to the point yeah. where she loses everything. Like her mm-hmm. her dedication to this belief system like is consistent even when her mom is like saying these things to her and her dad right. is locking her in this weird – shed with her two siblings like all of this stuff it's it's like she's still you know like she's still holding to her beliefs and and it's only Mm -hmm. when like she loses everything which i think is you know thematic in in biblical stories and and you know like how do people lose their faith when like you know, Satan is able to take advantage of them. I, I'm i making this up, but like, this is what I <laughs> no, do.
0: Yeah. Um, it's kind but, of like a, it's like a reverse uh, Job. Yeah, I was literally
1: about to say, it reminds me of the right. book of Job. Um, yes. And, and for those of you that don't know, uh, when I was in Hebrew school, I took a yes. book of Job Hebrew school class. Uh, and that's like the only thing that I remember. What? But I just remember being like, why are they – I mean, now this is, like, going down the wrong rabbit hole. But I'm just, like, why – so you're telling me that, like, God and Satan are, like, placing a bet on this guy? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's fucked up. And then, like, <laughs> you're just going to ruin his life to show how devout he is. But then, like, who really wins? Exactly. So, who? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. It's, like, okay, well, at that point, it's, like, you're – you – you – maintained your faith to the very end, but then it's like, okay, but now what? (laughs) And she's kind of like, I, you know, what's the point? I also think it's funny that like the, the promise, like Satan's promise is like, you could have, you know, like beautiful clothing and and jewelry and and travel
0: the world.
2: (laughs) Butter pretty dress
1: travel the world. Do I ever have to renew my passport? Uh, I'll consider this book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, kidding. Brian, what were you I, saying? <laughs> I I don't want anything uh, from anyone.
0: Thank you.
2: Butter, pretty dress, live <laughs> deliciously and see the world.
0: Mm. Live deliciously, <laughs> except you will get old and you know wrinkly and stuff, and then you have to capture babies so that sure. you can. But That's all part of the deal. It doesn't
1: capture babies to get young again. Riddle me this, Nikisha. What well, witch I, doesn't
0: Actually, that brings up a point. Do you know any kind of urban legendy things about or any other stories associated with witches and babies? Hocus pocus. I mean, I know like there's a sense of always like eating a baby to be younger. Like eating the young to be young, but I don't know. You're like the urban legend queen. I don't know if you knew something <laughs> about that. No, I'm
1: <laughs> honestly my first thought was only hocus pocus. <laughs> like yes. literally, that was my first thought, and then, and then my second thought is kind of connected to my uh, recommendation, so I'm not going to mention it yet.
0: Okay, fantastic. <laughs> well, okay. In you just discussing that, Jamie, and then Brian, I do want you to to ask the uh, questions that you wanted to ask. Um, maybe I'm not connecting with this movie because it's so faith forward, and maybe that's mm. just a little trigger for me, where sure. I'm just like, it's fair. I did get the trigger this warning. Is, I mean, we did. Yes. <laughs> it's a very toxic kind of mentality where I just kind of, you know, no wonder all you guys are going through all this dumb shit because what you're the extremist of your belief system is causing all of this harm. And I have no pity for you. Maybe that's <laughs> my own gripe <laughs> sure. with, with the movie, but anyway sorry Brian do <laughs> you have some questions okay well
2: I, this is this is what I think I think so they're they're excommunicated from the Puritan group for um, prideful conceit or for you know just just like a religious dispute where maybe he's yeah. so on one side and they're not as strict as he is or whatnot that he ends up being kicked out okay if you watch I'm pretty sure I saw it this time. Thomason is the only person who looks back. Symbolic of the fact that like she yearns for the, the certain thing. She yearns for that community because in mm-hmm. this movie, she's the only one who can remember their time in England when she was like, remember the apples there, remember the stained glass, all of that. So, mm-hmm. it, and that's why the devil at the end offers her these like luxurious things because he knows That, like, that's the thing that's going to get her and trigger her. Mm. However, I think that the themes in this obviously are sexuality, obviously are family, obviously are faith. I also think it's it's like um, uh, community versus nature, like the protection of both and all of that um mm. <clears throat> however i think the ins- the actual insight i think there are like two kind of inciting actions in this movie the first one is them being kicked out that's m- that more sets the scene but i think the inciting action of the movie is thomason's prayer she is the mm. only person in this movie who understands her sins who can self-reflect and say what her sins are and that scene which is a little weird. Because they're always praying together or whatnot. But she's praying, and it's the straight on shot where, as Jamie mentioned, she's talking about the fact that, like, she didn't do her jobs. She could be better. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not good at taking care of her little brother and stuff like that and chores. Um, and so I think the devil and the woods and whoever hears this. And as we always talk about the ghost in the house or the evil spirit, the demon always goes after the weakest. And I think in that moment, Thomasin, Thomasin, as Jamie said, presents herself as the weakest. And and Mm. at least whether we see her as the weakest doesn't matter because if anything, we see her as the strongest in some ways because she has thoughts of her own. Um, yeah, because then you have the brother who is showing lust, as Jamie mentioned. Um, you ha- and he lies for his dad, and his dad doesn't correct him because he's covering for him. The two twins have talked with the devil um, because they've they've heard um, Black Phillip speak to them. They saw the witch by the river. They even mentioned it outwardly. Um, <clears throat> they mm-hmm. fake. Uh, well, I'll, well, I want to know more what we think about the twins. I think they were faking like their um yes all of the faint. the faint and all of that stuff for sure mm-hmm. yes. <clears throat> the mother just is is so torn up by is so faithful to the father and yet so torn up by her child going missing and and this kind of starts everything the kid goes missing their crops um have been dying mm-hmm. them, the devil's already been around and the woods have already been around but putting these people into a hard situation. And then she's the first one to kind of break. And that's what that scene is in my opinion, because throughout this movie, um, uh, uh, you know, Thomason's teasing of mercy was based in guilt and her sin of losing the brother and like really hating mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, maybe the protection of the community helped them and they kept the evil forces at bay and they were all together. Um, you know uh this the the you know um she ends up being the target um as the movie goes on her clothing and her hair get looser and looser she starts with a hat on like the um her like her uh her neck thing uh whatever Mm -hmm. it is is like really on her (laughs) and at the end she has no clothes on but like her hair gets looser throughout so you see her kind of loosening up to that um I think that she doomed Caleb by going with him. I think that Caleb may have been fine if he went by himself, but her as the person who is being hunted and targeted going with her kind of allowed the allowed like the the presence to kind of harm Caleb. Um you know what I mean? Um
0: So do you think with that sorry and sorry no interrupt, but with that statement, do you think that when the family Planted their roots in that forest or wherever they were, that everything that happened was all because the devil was trying to get directly to Thomason? No. Or do you think that the natural events just kind of led it to be that way?
2: I think that the devil and the evil was trying to get to the family and Thomason ended up being their way in because she was the first one to break and show weakness in her faith, or at least be able to show Mm -hmm. what her sins are so that, or or be self reflective of her sins so that they could learn it and kind of go in through that way. Um, Because Mm -hmm. the brother, for instance, when the brother dies, he spits up that apple. He's basically like regurgitating the lie that he did earlier on in the movie. Like the idea that they, mm. that the apples was his idea. Um, you know, the there's a, there's a chance that maybe the twins were the ones to bring it in because the twins were corrupted earlier because they saw the witch by the river. That's another option there. Um, yeah. I think at the end when the father finally blames himself, he like allows himself to like. be be free of it but also he's killed by the goat um i think it's also the 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 statement that's made in the movie um where she says like you can't do anything all you can do is chop wood or whatever it is like Mm -hmm. that that idea and then he dies under the wood um yeah like i think that like the idea that he can't provide for his family and he lies about the silver cup um and uh, I think, and then I think, all the other stuff outside of it, like the blood in the uh, the goat uh, and the uh, the sh- the, sh- the egg that ends up being a, a, a chicken fetus, like I think all of that is just mm-hmm. like signs of the devil, but also sets a tone as well. Um, I think if I really thought harder, I could probably, like Jamie said, associate um, some of the sins in specifically with everybody, but. Yeah, that's kind of the through line that I followed this time, and it seemed to line up for me. And then to address at the end, listen, Thomason has believed this one thing her entire life, and her, and then she kills her mother. There's no going mm-hmm. back. Like, there's no. She not only is she being like, uh, uh, she's being you know told that she'll have all these live deliciously, um. There's no Mm -hmm. going back. Like, she killed her mother. She watched her whole family die. She probably blames herself for a lot of it, if not directly but indirectly. Like, what other choice does she have than to go to the dark side, essentially? Um, And But also, it's this juxtaposition because she's free. Like, you can feel the weight lifted off of her shoulders at the end, and it's actually very pleasing for an audience in terms of, like, watching her just, like, be able to, like, make a choice for herself. However, Mm. she is you know, uh, she is signing herself over to the devil. Um, I also want to point out the shot of the book on the ground and the hoof and then the boot is a truly incredible cinematography and masterful mm-hmm. direction. Um, so that's that's kind of how I think of this movie and how I tie it all together. It's this idea of like, is the family stronger? than Is Is, is faith the most important thing? Is the family the most important thing? Were they too... Mm-hmm. Were they too faithful to their faith and and not like secure enough as a family unit because of all of their sins and not being able to be self-reflective um did you know they had their own little community Would the other community have been safer and they were also always on the edge of the woods and i think that that is symbolic of the fact like they were always on the edge of spilling over into and being susceptible to evil Mm -hmm. um and and you know and and and, and, you know, what the, the, what is the, the, the saying, like, if the devil exists, then God exists or like, like, so then like maybe their, their faith wasn't misplaced in some ways, but they, they, they were so unflexible, inflexible about it that like, it was so much easier to break through than having a little bit of give to keep out the demons, um, yeah, that's kind of how I, I I look at it. I know I just rambled a little bit, but I, uh, that that's how I watched it this time through. And Jamie hit a lot of my points on it in terms of like the sin and stuff like that. But I just wanted to fill in the blanks with like how I watched it.
0: Yeah, that is interesting to think about. And even if you want to dive in deeper with the seven deadly sins, I mean, there were originally seven of them. With the baby, including the baby. So oh, that's true. Yeah, baby sloth. It that. doesn't
2: do anything.
0: <laughs> so lazy. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's get into the meat and potatoes and brains of all of this with mm. our segment. Mmm, brains. Mm. <laughs> brains. Tasty, tasty. Uh. <laughs> When, sorry I think that's from like a Fergie song it's like taste it taste it oh yeah anyway, Fergalicious stuff Fergalicious ah, stuff fantastic <laughs> yeah don't worry I got you <laughs> thank you Jamie this is why we're in this
1: can, together. Uh, uh, can our producer put in no. the, her singing while she's doing the flips
2: <laughs> no no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no I will I will <laughs>
1: Or you could just leave me in. Yeah, that was me. I,
2: you did it already. I don't have to. Put it
1: in. <laughs> I think I.
0: I, I wish Nikita. that y'all could have also seen uh, Jamie's face <laughs> while singing that. It was quite fantastic, TikTok worthy. I would say, uh, but all the same, fantabulous. So <laughs> let's <laughs> get into some human behavior things because I mean we've already started the discussion about this especially because it's so faith forward. Uh, But some of the things that I just want to kind of talk about that can be an open discussion for anyone who wants to chime in, I want to talk about the family isolating itself, you know. So they were a part of this group, but they had some type of dispute to where they decided they would be better off on their own. And a question that I thought about is just the idea of growing up with one set of beliefs because you're not surrounded by other people who have other perspectives, other cultures. You're just in this one-minded type of situation. And my question is, how can that be damaging on one's outlook on life? Like how, how important is it to grow up with different opinions and cultures and perspectives? Because I mean, for this the family didn't have anyone to lean on. So Mm -hmm. they, it was to their own detriment. But my question is, how do you feel about that? And what, what can be kind of the, the mental effects of not, of isolation?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great question, just especially because we've talked so much about like the importance of social supports. And so like, yes, the family has, you know, themselves, but I like when the movie is starting, and they're they're you know learning that they're going to be banished because of of um, conflicts and and disputes and beliefs. It's already kind of setting this precedent of like this is the only way of thinking about things, kind of like what you were alluding to, and like shoving off, uh, you know, learning other experiences, learning about the world, learning just like learning new things, and how does that like rigid style of thinking, you know, turn into something more insidious when it comes to like mm-hmm. being closed-minded without connecting with others. Although, I guess like the reality is they're not totally cut off from others because the father is like, you know, selling things to make enough right. money to make ends meet and and but like so it's it's almost like having their cake and eating it too in a way. Again, mm. it doesn't work out for them, but, like, if if this terrible demise had not befallen them, like, what would – like, what would be of this family? Because it's – you know, they were talking about also, like, sending Thomason away a to like, right. another family or even, like, marry into another family. Like, how does that work if she, you know – is shut off from the world and like loses mm-hmm. that social connection and like same with the rest of the kids like as they grow up like what happens to them what happens to the twins how do they like you know how do how do they interface with anyone other than each other because like it's clear that right. they kind of feed off of each other so Ugh, I the feel twins like I know they were the worst <laughs> Um, Truly wait, what happened to them at the end again? I still don't remember. They, well, they just disappeared. They just disappeared.
2: Like okay. the after the witch was suckling on the teat of the, of the bloody goat, goat um, like Thomason just wakes in up morning, in the morning yeah. and they're just not there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, good.
1: <laughs> You're like, thank God. They were the worst.
0: They were the worst. She probably ate them as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. It, it's... Uh, and I know this is a rabbit hole of a conversation, but I just have to mention, and then I'll ask my other question, that the idea and Jimmy, what you brought up with them sending away Thomason because she needed to help a family or get married or whatever the case, it just brings me to the thought also because I've been watching Bridgerton (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) the, the thought of. The women having to be married off and not mm-hmm. having the ability to do anything on their own or learn things on their own. Even Thomason says, I can't even write my
2: MF name, F- and name. you
0: know, just- like, yeah. and, and how did we get here as a society? Again, a, a discussion that is off to the side, but it just is reminiscent And like you said, Jamie, how can that happen if you're not even in a social setting to be able to get married off? But even still, in Bridgerton-esque, you are in society, but then it's still a question of you're just marrying because we have familial duties that we have to fulfill. And that's all Mm -hmm. I'm going to say about that. But to the point of (laughs) society, so they get kind of, the family gets cast out. And this can be kind of an open-ended question, but it just gave me the thought of how did we even get to the point as a society to be able to cast people out? And what is it about our individual mentalities that long so much to be included into select groups? Like, where, did, where do you think we even learned that aspect of wanting to be a part of something that is exclusive or, you know everyone wants to be a part of, of a particular group because of such and such or whatever, you know. Um, But with this, you know, they're being excluded and and these people are not thinking twice about it. They're just excommunicating them, you know, and what power do they have to just say, oh, you can't be a part of our society anymore. So I guess it's a a more open-ended question, but uh, really, I just want your thoughts on how do you think, we got to that point in society of excluding people and n- what is it that makes us want to be a part of, you know, select groups, mm-hmm. be a part of the popular kids, you know, like what is that? Where does that come from?
1: Well, I've never been a popular kid. So maybe Brian. Me be
0: either, a- you know, so maybe you're just <laughs> asking for a past life. So
2: I was not a popular kid. <laughs> However... I think it's just human nature to be wanna to be, to want to be a part of something. Um, even people who say that they like, they like being on the outside or whatnot, like they don't, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a way to generalize, but like people want to mm-hmm. be a part of something, even if that thing is on the outside, like there's, there, we, humans are a collective being, like. They they Mm. require socialization, which I mean, we can get into a whole thing about the past couple of years. But like just in general, like,
0: yeah,
2: like that's why theater exists. That's why cave paintings exist. People got together to storytell. That's what, you know, religion is storytelling. Like regardless Mm of regardless of what you believe or not believe, it is still stories that teach us right and wrong. Like we come Mm -hmm. together for those things. We are a social group of, of beings. And I think that people just want to be a part of something. The idea of exclusivity is that means I can be a part of something and it makes me more special. Like it's just, it's, to me, that's like the fabric of human nature. Like, you know, and, and I think that people treat it differently. You know, I think that people treat it with respect. Some people treat it with, you know, um, With an air of superiority, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, people are also crazy prideful, which we see in this movie and they will, they will stick with their guns no matter what. Um, and they'd rather regret something later than admit it up front and be wrong. Um, so I, I I think, I think that all of that plays into this movie specifically.
0: And I guess to your point, uh, of just kind of wanting to be a part of something and being so prideful that they'll just admit that they're wrong later. It's kind of like that mob mentality. And we've discussed that, I believe when we were talking about the Halloween, the new Halloween movie, when they were trying to go. Well, well, as
2: we all know, um, (laughs) evil dies tonight.
0: So, um, Oh God, it dies on this night. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, in thinking about, modern day and how that's kind of transcended into social media, you know, and cancel culture. And it's the mob mentality that kind of wins in some instances. General opinions. Do you think that that mentality is more detrimental or is it something that could be positive, but we're not using it in a positive way? And I guess I'm just connecting kind of the mob mentality to how we use it today with social media and stuff so just general general opinions on that
2: I think it's both Okay I think it has to be both um, I think that it's good it's bad it just depends on how you use it like people have found long lost family on social media people have found real mm-hmm. community on social media people have also on the total flip side been bullied and killed themselves Like it is, it is the most evil and it is the most good. Um, are we learning about other parts of the world that are in trouble and helping them through it? 100%. But what is the filter of that? You know, like how much of that is true? How much of it is not true? Like we, I, there's a lack of empathy. Somebody can text somebody anything and not have to see their physical reaction, So you have no reaction Mm -hmm. to that. I think it's both sides. Um, I also think going back to your question about courage, uh, excuse me, about mob mentality and courage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think that courage is not an individual. Uh, Simon Sinek, the 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 kind of speaker, the leader um, guru, talks about this. Like courage is is a is a mob mentality, and you build courage because of the trust of other people. Um, mm. you know, you, you're. It's harder to build up the courage. You have to be a certain type of person to build up the courage on your own. But like mm-hmm. courage is much easier to come by if other people are going through it with you, are playing into your ego. And that could be good or bad. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's right. a bad thing. It's, it could also be a very good thing. But I think courage is, is, is because of other people. Because you want yeah. to give something to somebody else, you want to provide something to somebody else, you want to you want to prove something to somebody else. Um, I think very yeah. little of the time is it have to do with yourself, um, and mm. I think that has a lot to do with you know mob mentality in this movie, in in Evil Dies Tonight and Halloween Kills. Um, yeah, that I, I I I I I buy into some of that theory, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. Well, even for – in this particular movie, it doesn't really go so well, the, the kind of mob mentality of excluding this particular family. But also, you know, they had the devil after them, so there was no chance for them in the first place. So. Oh, right. The devil <laughs> is the bad guy in this film. Yes. <laughs> not, not the mob mentality necessarily. It was just kind of like a, a catalyst, Wait, if you will. Jamie, into- did, did
2: you think something else about, like, uh, about like, mob mentality and stuff and social media?
0: No, I mean,
1: <clears throat> I think that it's just, like, it's so easy. There's so many layers and, like, barriers where you can, like, you have access to other people that think like you, which is intentional. So, like, it's easy to feed into mm-hmm. the the mob mentality because, like, that's the point. Like, that's why um, – Uh, like software engineers are making a a million dollars to create these algorithms that are doing exactly that. It's incredibly Mm -hmm. valuable. But, you know, it's like, how do you, I mean, I I haven't like had these more kind of ethical conversations generally thinking about like, how do you kind of pair AI and like, algorithms that are learning with like mm-hmm. humanity and like, you know, where that can go horribly, horribly wrong. And like, as we see, you know, some not great things happening with social media, as Brian was talking about, like, how do we, how do we shift gears and like, and fix it while continuing to like grow and develop and like, and, and, you know, whose priority is that? Where is the priority making money and capitalism and, and, and so like, right then you're you're not necessarily resolving things that are like preventing the mob mentality from going. I mean, here's like a a silly example, but like <laughs> I think about Twitter and like how people use like Twitter polls all the time and and mm-hmm. timely uh because uh I guess the Oscars used Twitter to mm. do like who they thought the fan favorite was and all of the like right. Zack Snyder bros like took over the The Twitter poll. And so, like, the Justice League one, which was nutty. Mm. And everyone's like, wait, what? Um, Yeah. I'm like, that's just like a dumb thing that it makes me think of. But, like, you know, when you get a group of people together who like have very strong feelings about something to the point where they are like aggressively bullying a movie studio into like re editing and releasing the film because, like, they thought that whatever they thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and then, but then like this this giant company acquiesces to that. Like, that's terrifying. Like the, yeah. this is the scary stuff. I mean, and again, and like we talked about similar stuff with Scream, and we talked about similar stuff with um the most recent Halloween. It's like, I think that they're like this is becoming the the bigger issue that we're seeing to the point where all like it's it is fucking scary, and that's why we're seeing it more and more in like in horror films because it's like this reality that we're dealing with of like right. So you, know, you have the you have this degree of anonymity, anonymity. Yeah, um, <laughs> when you're, <laughs> when you're using anonymity, um, <laughs> anonymity. Yes, <laughs> like through through non confrontational forms of communication like social media, and so yeah. you can hide behind your your username or steal someone's identity, um, and, <laughs> and do insidious things. And, but like, there's still this like barrier that's protecting you. And so you can sure. like mm-hmm. do what you want. And, and, but yeah, I like, these are all the things that scare me about, you know, the internet and <laughs> why I'm like in awe yeah. of it, but also like, Oh, I should like remove myself from all of this.
0: It's definitely a two-way street, and thank you for going down this rabbit hole with me, yeah. <laughs> guys. I mean, it is in relation to what we're talking about because you can just have an the earliest well, account Thomason of was, mom mentality. Thomason
2: was tweeting the whole time in this film,
0: exactly, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Well, <laughs> but truly, the the earliest forms that of in history that we see of mom mentality are these witch trials, and. Mm-hmm you know, someone just spouting out one thing and it getting around to everyone to where that's what the belief is and people died because of that. And we're just seeing a different version of it um, now. But it's so interesting to have that kind of dynamic within this particular family in this movie because that's what has happened to uh, Thomason when she is being accused by the evil twins that we all hate. And it's interesting that, even her someone who gave birth to her and also lost two children is so quick to say that the cause of it is another child. And I think that's just kind of an, an interesting dynamic, which leads me to a question for you, Jamie, about just familial relationships, because Thomason kills her mother only because her mother is trying to kill her we talk about fight or flight a lot on this podcast and of course if someone is trying to kill you if the only way for you to survive is for you to kill them that is kind of your basic primal instinct or you're trying to run away you know whatever your fight flight freeze is but for the most part you know if that's your only way out that's your only way out so my question to you Jamie do you in a sense, do you think that a familiar relationship in, re- in talking about fight or flight, can that change your kind of mental dynamic? Because this is your mother, but she still kind of went through with it because her mother was trying to kill her. Um, do you think that that plays any part in how you do your f- flight or fight, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'll say that like uh- – kind of what we've talked about before of like by their flight is this like response like this uh, biological response that's happening in your body so like you know the the if there is a perpetrator that is trying to cause harm like the the like effort that it's taking your brain to be like, Oh, I can't like your body's not saying like, Oh, I can't react in fight or flight because like, this is a family member. Like your body is trying to like the whole goal is that like, there is a, there is a threat to your life and like Mm -hmm. you have to survive. And so like your body is going to do what it needs to do in order to survive. Um, Mm. and, And I, I mean, I think the way that like this scene plays out is there is this moment of hesitation that like, she doesn't want to do that. Like she has the, what is it? A a sickle. She's like holding it. And I think Mm. she slices her mom in the face Mm
0: -hmm. to like
1: deter her mom from continuing. And it doesn't. And there's like this hesitation that she has. And then finally she like gives in and kills her mom. And, And so it's like like her brain in that moment was like trying to seemingly like figure out if there was any other way to stop her from like continuing to try to kill her. And it didn't Mm -hmm. seem like anything was going to stop her and she had to defend herself. So I think that like, you know, there might be moments where you're able to have that awareness. It's so hard to say. Cause again, like when, when, these things are happening to our bodies like it's not necessarily something that we have like the most awareness and consciousness over controlling Mm. it's like what again like how is our body reacting in a moment where there's like a life-threatening danger right here that we have to get away from or do something about um yeah and and I think that like at least in this you know film depiction it's like trying to show like okay like how how far do you need to be pushed in order to protect yourself and like what yeah. other again and again? I think that's like the faith thing. It's like she held on to her faith for so long. It's until like the very last second where it's like, oh, she's literally going to kill me. I I I need to protect myself.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean that that makes sense. So it is just it's you really can't go against your primal instincts. And like you said, it's not like she immediately killed her mother. She mm-hmm. gave kind of like a, a warning, a warning hit. And then nothing happened and then, you know, continued on. But I think that's just so interesting because we would like to think that we would have the awareness – to be protective of our family or the people that are are close to us, no matter what. That also just kind of reminds me of uh, any kind of zombie movie. You know, when your mm-hmm. family turns a member, mm-hmm. a member turns into a zombie, totally. and you're like, okay, well, uh, you know, I love you, but you're about to kill me, and you're kind of also not yourself. You yeah, know, so you're very here's that much not yourself. Uh, because mm, brains. <laughs> so, my <laughs> last brains. question. Yum, mm, yum, brains. Yum, yum. Right. Taste it, taste it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last question for you, Jamie, has to deal with postpartum depression, which I believe we have talked about before, but I would love to just hear it again what the definition, what your definition of that is. And I'm asking this in regards to the mother giving birth to her baby, but then also losing her baby. It gets stolen by the witch. Can you just tell me about postpartum? And can you uh, tell me your opinion on how she reacted to losing her child? Do you think that was a believable response from this trauma Because we see her characteristics. She's held up in her room for a long amount of time. She's sitting and praying. She doesn't really seem like herself. And kind of every decision that has happened, she is still thinking back on, we shouldn't have been here. I would have still had my son, that kind of mentality. So if you can just go through those for me, please. Yes, ma'am.
1: So um, postpartum depression is... Essentially the long short of it is like depression after childbirth. Um mm-hmm. and so like what that can look like is you know like sadness, irritability, feeling overwhelmed, um, crying, difficulty sleeping, not like not just because you have a newborn, but like because of the depression, um, mm-hmm. mood swings, anxiety, um, things like that. Uh, And it can, it can last for like weeks to a few months um, after delivery and um, can be like very, very severe for, for some folks. I I feel like there's Mm -hmm. this, like this phrase, like baby blues, which sounds like it's really minimizing of like what postpartum depression can look like. Um, Yeah. and, And like, I mean, postpartum depression is implying something that like is more intense and lasts longer um, and, like, can get – you know, if it's interfering with your ability to, like, function and, like, take care of yourself, take care of your baby, things like that, um, then, like, that might be a sign that you might need support. Um, And it's, like, a very normal and okay thing to get support for. And there's a lot of folks who specialize in in pre- and postpartum um, depression and anxiety. It's actually something that I'm, like, really interested in, like – on my own to to get certified in. Um, yeah. But I'm at this point not an expert yet, um, but find it very yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. In terms of what is going on here, I don't know if I would necessarily uh, like flag it under postpartum depression. I feel like mm-hmm. more of what she's experiencing like is grief. Um, okay. And like yeah. symptoms of grief and like her her – um, you know, like refusal to get out of bed and crying and and you know all of that I think is a very like realistic presentation of someone who like just lost their baby, um yeah, and they reference that he's unbaptized, and I don't know at what point I don't know like how many weeks or months uh yeah uh, Catholic babies or Christian babies um get baptized, so like I own, you know, in terms of like falling within, I I guess I was trying to figure out like timing wise, like how old the baby Mm -hmm. was to see like, could she potentially fall under the postpartum depression? Or like if she already had that, this would have like totally exacerbated um, those symptoms. But I think just generally um, that like the way that she's responding is like normal for somebody who's who's grieving.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's... I mean, we are on, all on this podcast, do not have any children, so <laughs> we <laughs> nope. can't speak on, on those things. But isn't there just in a time, though, in general, that a child is not supposed to even kind of be in the outside world with other people because, I don't know, disease, I don't know, you know, things going on in the air? Is that, is that a thing or am I just making it up? Like you get your baby, you have your, <laughs> you have your baby. The stork stork
2: delivers the baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But don't they have to, like, kind of, you know, stay still? Like, you know, don't move. Nobody, stay here.
1: (laughs) Just look at the baby.
0: Just look at the baby. We're just going to feed the baby. Nobody come over. We don't want anything. And maybe I'm thinking more because of COVID times, Mm -hmm. like, especially Mm -hmm. people are, are held up a little bit longer because they don't want the outside world and germs Mm -hmm. to get it get a hold but I don't know it it would seem like because I don't know babies are so fragile but again things that we don't know somebody somebody tell us what's what's is there a time period for them to go out in the outside world to be exposed to all the germs and things or is it not Mm -hmm. who knows Fantabulous. That's uh, all the questions that I have for this. A lot of a lot of human behavior things. Wait, so this one. But. So we
2: talked through this, Nikisha. What do you think of the movie now that we've like really kind of we've gotten yeah. into it a bit?
0: More? I I appreciate it more. I think I don't think I need to watch it again per se to get a different opinion about it. I appreciate what you guys have told me, your thoughts and such on the matter. And again, like I said, it's it wasn't a matter of me just completely dismissing the movie. Sure. I just felt like I was missing some bits and pieces of it. But I think uh, my opinion of it definitely grew in a positive way with you guys speaking on it. I don't know if I would you know, recommend it to everyone, <laughs> but... It's uh, for what it is, and the conversations that we've had. I think it's it's a good, it's it does its part, what it's supposed to, whatever we think it's supposed to, you know, own interpretation type thing. Cool. But I'm glad we had this discussion. (laughs) Fantabulous. So should we get into some uh, ratings, some Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, let's
2: do some Rotten Tomatoes. So
0: rotten. (laughs) (laughs) Game. All right. So I accidentally saw the score, oh, and the only okay. reason is because I I hate this. But on Amazon, I was watching this movie through the Star the Showtime subscription, and it said 2020. And I was talking to a friend, and I said. I don't think this movie came out in 2020. Maybe this is not the movie that I remember that I watched when I was in college. Mm. And so when I was looking it up again, I saw the rotten tomatoes uh, yeah. and confirmed that it was a 2015 movie that I did indeed see before. So sorry guys, I'm out of the game.
2: All right, Jamie, what do you think it is?
1: I think a, the six,
2: it is a ninety percent.
1: Whoa! Which is very super surprising. surprised by
2: that. <laughs> yes. Um, as thought-provoking as it is visually compelling, The Witch delivers a deeply unsettling exercise in slow-building horror that suggests great things for debuting writer-director Robert Eggers.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Well. Well, next we'll give it we'll give it that. Yeah, and
2: <laughs> next week we'll be watching his next movie, The Lighthouse. So uh, get on that, and yeah. we'll, we'll compare and contrast, even though it's the same thing, comparing mm. and contrast.
0: Um, <laughs> It'll be a good time for sure.
2: Cool. Should we do the four S's?
0: Yes, slithering S's. Let's do it. <laughs>
2: All right, the four S's are Skulls, Scares, Shakes, and Suggestions. Um, (laughs) Skulls, let's start with Skulls. Uh, One through ten, ten being the skulliest, one being the least scully. Um, uh, In terms of uh, human behavior and mental health, um, what do you think of this movie? Nikisha? why don't you go?
0: I don't, I mean, you know, I was talking to you guys before we started recording this, but there are some movies that where it can just really kind of zone in on the skulls and we can talk about mental health and human behavior. And sometimes it doesn't. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just the discussion can, you know, go either way. So I would give this a two All right. on the skulls.
2: Uh Jamie. Um,
1: I'll give this a four. All right. Because I think does a pretty medium job
0: sure medium uh i may give it
2: a six because i think the human behavior as uh isolated in faith works together i found that very Mm -hmm. interesting how they interact with each other how they they just couldn't be self-reflective about their sins um and how that kind of juxtaposed against what they believed and they kind of were hiding it from themselves. And all of that was fascinating to me to watch this time. Uh, scares. Cool. How scary is this movie? Uh, Jamie, why don't you go?
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to give this, like, a two. Uh, I don't think it's like, it's, like, you know, intense jump scary, but there's definitely some moments of, of tension and, like, a little... A little bit of anxiety.
0: Sure, Nikisha. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a two. There was one jump scare that got me, and I can't think of what it was right now. But I'll give it a two for that one jump scare. Sure,
2: um, I'll, I'll give it a four. I, I I remember there being one jump scare that got me again this time, but uh, I think I think a lot of the tension is there for me. Um, so I'll, I'll give it more of a four. Uh, and shakes. How 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 much are you gonna remember this movie? Can you shake it off? Uh, you know what? What what are we doing there, uh, Nikisha, Let's go back to you.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four on shakes solely because of our conversation. I think that that is what I will take away from this movie and keep with me. Uh, yeah, sure. four. Jamie,
1: um, I think I'll give it a five. It's grown on me after the point two viewing and the full first viewing and
2: first sure. viewing. Cool, uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. I really enjoyed it this time. Um, mm. I, I would suggest to me this is not an always suggest to people movie. This is very much a like, oh, I know what you're into. I think you really enjoy the witch. Um, or you know yeah, what, you might not. Sure. You might not like the witch, but I think it's worth you seeing to have an opinion on, like like that type of thing. Um, but I mm-hmm. uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Uh nice suggestions. Uh, suggestions. Uh, Nikisha, do you want to go first? Jamie, do you want to go first?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I'll go ahead and go. Um, so if you, this is a TV show. So if you like witchy witches and in Salem, then watch the TV show, Salem. Hmm. It's pretty good. First season was was very nice. Or even the new Sabrina on Netflix or the recent Sabrina sure. on Netflix. So witchy witch vibes and it's pretty scary. But for a movie, uh, I watched this a while back, but it's a really nice surprise witch vibe. The uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe.
2: Love that movie. I love mm. that
0: movie. Yeah. They see it.
2: <laughs> Jamie?
1: Um... So I also went witchy, um, but in a different direction. Um, my first suggestion is the craft, um, sure. because if yes. you, honestly, if you haven't seen that movie, what are you doing? Um, yes, it's just it's just so good. Uh, it's a must watch for for all. Um, and then my second is just uh, the witches' roll doll.
2: Sure.
1: Oh um, nice. <laughs> that movie. And and I do mean like the OG one, not the weird remake that they unnecessarily made. Yeah. Um
2: mm-hmm.
1: man, were they I also like read the book. It's just like super unsettling and and like definitely scared the crap out of me as a kid. Um, so I hope it scares the crap
0: out of you too. Mm-spicy. Uh
2: cool. Uh mine's a little bit different. Uh I think you should watch The Crucible. Uh if you like the witch trial <laughs> stuff. If you like the idea of uh, mob mentality and what people are saying about you, um, we, I think you you can go with uh, with the Crucible. If you want something a little bit more kind of like witchy, something is like creeping in on you. Uh, we covered it on this one. I, I really like the Nighthouse. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. not witchy as much as but it but just the idea of isolation um, and like. Something creeping in on you, taking advantage of you uh, without you knowing. Uh, I would go with that. So those are my two.
0: Fantastic. Well, I think that wraps up our episode of VVH. <laughs> you can follow us on all of the social meds, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Talk Horror Pod P O D and Brian, where can they listen to us?
2: Sure, you can find us wherever you're listening to podcasts. So Stitcher, Spotify, and of course Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there, five stars, please.
0: And thank you. And as we as we mentioned, oh sorry, as
2: we mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, next week is the Lighthouse, so we're doing Robert Ecker's movies. So uh, make sure to watch the Lighthouse for next week with Batman and uh, Green Goblin.
0: <laughs> yes, batman <laughs> i still need to see that oh so behind on right, anything superhero it, it,
2: edward and jesus
0: oh that's even better yeah yes edward and jesus i would love for us to sign off with jamie giving her best uh witchy witch noises please for the not people fergie. not fergie <laughs> your witch voice what's my witch voice I don't know. Give me a laugh. Give me a good laugh.
1: <laughs> I didn't know. That wasn't that wasn't very Loved good. It. I accept it.
0: I love double, it. Double, double, toil it's great. and
2: trouble. Fire burn <laughs> right. and cauldron
0: bubble. <laughs> right. The play that shall not be named. No, no, Absolutely. no. Don't say it. I'm not going to say I it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's great.
1: Macbeth! Ah! <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.